Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. Drew Locke turned the Chargers into Deadbolt Sperna. <laughs> Anyone say that one yet? Huh? No? No? Well, suck it, wordplay inferiors. Drew Locke deadbolted the Chargers. The Broncos barely beat the Chargers at home thanks to a penalty that actually helped Denver for the first time this season in the final minute of a game. Those overrated Patriots had their pasty buttocks handed to them by Deshaun Watson on Sunday Night Football, and the Raiders let Kansas City put 40 on them behind a masterful performance from Patrick Mahomes, who threw four... 175 yards and a touchdown? What the hell, Oakland? All of that covered today on Basket Sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. The holiday rush is here, and you have to be able to ship orders quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all of those orders, decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. Take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make. Ship. Happen. The Patriots fell to the Texans 28-22. Uh, the Texans have mastered playing invisible instruments much more quickly than Brady has mastered playing with invisible receivers. It was nice to see that Tom Brady has graduated from kissing kids to groping men on the football field. <laughs> Tom always wants the ball in his hands, like a true pervert. Now, I took great pride in seeing former Broncos corner Bradley Roby almost single-handedly dismantle Tom Brady in prime time. After the game, I told Tom to keep his chin up, and he was like, why? Is my Botox drooping? Rapidly aging Brady rapidly threw an interception to Bradley Roby, who was desperately needed to return from injury for that Texan secondary. The Texans were penalized, though, because Bradley Roby took off his helmet after the play was over. The refs are always there to back up the Patriots, especially after a terrible, terrible Brady pick. Houston capitalized anyway with the Duke Johnson touchdown, followed by a Deshaun, the magician Watson performing a great play-action fake to take a 14-3 lead after a 13-play 88-yard drive. That's how Houston jumped out to an early lead. Now, Roby had another interception in this game, but the officials took it away as to not violate their contract of being on Robert Kraft's payroll. Roby also sacked Tom Brady in this affair which led to helmet-tossing Tom attempting to motivate his receivers with this King's speech on the sideline. We gotta pick things up. We gotta be faster. We're too fucking, whoa, robotic. Let's be aggressive off the ball. Every some bitch. Come on, let's go. Grind this fucker out. Numerous people on Twitter had jokes about the way Bill Belichick's son, Steve Belichick, looks. Many observations were very humorous. <laughs> but I can think of nothing funnier than to say Steve Belichick looks like Bill Belichick. 
if Bill Belichick didn't have a girlfriend. If Steve coached for any other team, he'd probably look like this guy. You know what you never see happen though? A team have a touchdown reversed against the Patriots only to just fire another touchdown the very next play. That happened though. It was Watson to Kenny Stills. The Patriots didn't find the end zone until there were 11 seconds left in the third quarter, at which point Kai Forbath missed an extra point. Kai will take exactly four baths in New England before he is replaced by the Pats' fourth kicker this season. DeAndre Hopkins was credited with a very Patrick Mahomes-like touchdown pass. And I think the only thing more disrespectful to the game of football than counting a pitch as a pass is Deshaun Watson mimicking a sex robot in celebration. We're too fucking whoa, robotic. Only sex robots move like that and then smell their finger, Deshaun, you filthy, filthy animal. It is weird, though, that the Patriots don't have an all-time best defense when they play, I don't know, any team with an offense all two times this season. New England finished with 448 yards of offense of their own. 283 of that came from Julian Edelman and James White, and 80% of those total yards came because the Texans stopped playing defense up 28 to 9. Say what you want about the Patriots, but they would never do that shit. Unless, of course, Peyton Manning was picking them apart. Right now, the Texans' defense still scares me a little bit, but they might get J.J. Watt back for the playoffs. The Patriots are now 10 and 2 and fell to the second seed behind Baltimore, and the Pats are the least threatening 10 and 2 team I have ever, ever seen. Chargers Broncos, the recap most of you are here for. Let's address the elephant in the room though. This final play before the McManus game winner is in fact, in my opinion, a lock off. It's a lock off. We have a lock off, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lock off. We got it. Don't fuck with my puns. I'm not sure which is more beautiful. That final throw, that lock-off throw, or Locke's first touchdown pass in the NFL to Cortland Sutton. Sutton didn't get the nickname 80-20 by dropping passes where he does 80% of the work. And he did at least that here to make me think Horsecock Locke actually earned that nickname in Missouri. With that catch, Cortland Sutton now leads the NFL in touchdown receptions that give quarterbacks making their first start the confidence to go on and win their debut. If you're not connecting the visual dots, Sutton did the exact same thing for Brandon Allen in the exact same part of the end zone. The second best part about that first Sutton touchdown is that Locke called the play for Sutton. It wasn't the designed route for Cortland and Locke just told him to run a fade. Backyard ball is back in Denver. I'm excited about the rookie quarterback's confidence to go off script and then actually make a play. Unlike when I go off script here and accidentally start reciting my social security number. Five, two, three, nine. Ah, shit, I'm doing it again. Now the third best thing about that TD, Cortland Sutton's getting the Big Dick Player Award. Not only did he make Drew Locke look good, not only did he make Brandon Allen look good weeks ago, he scored two touchdowns in this game, which, you know, mathematically gave the Broncos uh, enough points eventually to get the win. So congratulations to Cortland Big Dick Player Sutton. There was a rumor other quarterbacks on the Broncos did not like Deshaun Hamilton. 
and we're ignoring him in the passing game. Well, I think Locke likes him the least because every time he threw to Hamilton, he got lit up, which possibly explains why Hamilton saw the ghost of Aaron Burr and dropped what could have been a game-winning catch. I do like that the players are getting more specific with the ghosts that they see this season. Chris Harris is struggling in coverage a bit recently, but his Phillip Rivers screaming impression to distract the Chargers offensive line so Denver could suffocate them for a loss, spot on. Von Miller was a no-go and his sack production would be replaced by Will Parks, obviously. Derek Wolf too sacked Phillip Rivers twice. A wolf close to the rivers makes me think of Into the Wild. Green pastures where rivers will be put out to soon. The Broncos and the Chargers, not the Broncos and the Bills, are the exact same team right now. With the only difference being Denver is in the delivery room praying they just birthed the savior of their franchise and the Chargers are in hospice, watching their franchise savior die a slow, painful death. Both teams have very questionable offensive lines. Although Locke was sacked zero times on his 28 passing attempts, the Broncos' pass protection has been much better since Joe Flacco got hurt. Wonder why that is. Credit the offensive line, but note Denver only rushed for 84 in this game. The Broncos roughed the punter after a big stop, so the Chargers roughed the punter to match. Luckily, LA made one more special teams mistake than Denver when Troy Main Pope muffed a punt and Josie Jewell's lack of speed finally paid off. Last man to the pile for the recovery, Josie. But where the Chargers and Broncos are really one and the same is in their ability to lose games in the fourth quarter this season. I'm certain both fan bases were convinced their team would find a way to lose in horrific fashion yesterday. For the first time, I'm glad Broncos fans were wrong. Denver's worst enemy, besides free agent right tackles, has been the final minutes of the half or the game. Prior to the half, two Broncos collide, leaving a wide open Mike Williams for a 52-yard gain. Then Austin Eckler scores a 30-yard touchdown. Luckily, the conclusion of the game is also the Chargers' worst enemy. Phillip Rivers has one of the worst passer ratings in the fourth quarter this season and has thrown a pick at the end of almost every game. As much as I enjoy watching the demise of Tom Brady, seeing Rivers' rapids tamed to a slow runoff is sad. Add him to the list with Joe Flacco on veteran quarterbacks' careers Denver ended this season. The Broncos fans have been saying, this is a franchise low for the team. Imagine, though, being a Chargers fan and getting swept by an organization self-admittingly at its all-time low. I am optimistic, though, about Drew Locke. Even though he threw for less yards, had a lower QB rating, and tossed a bad interception in his debut compared to Brandon Allen, something felt right about seeing the way he played. Basically, he left us with hope. Something that has been hard to find in 2019 and 2018 in 2017 for Broncos fans. The concerns for Denver are coaching. After jumping out to a 14-0 lead, the Broncos couldn't score any more touchdowns. Three quarterback changes this season, and it's the same shit in the fourth quarter. That's a problem. And I know everyone wants to pile on Rich Scangarello, but there should be equal blame for the offense not being able to execute and run the ball. And oh yeah, when you switch quarterbacks three times, 
Maybe that's part of the issue. Some through lines just refused to die for the Broncos. Chris Harris blew another coverage and 24 points proves to be the impossible number to surpass. Isaac Yadam will get the blame for giving up that fourth and 11 on LA's final drive, even though the coverage was pretty damn good. Really a great catch by Williams and the world outside of That's Good Sports will still not call Alexander Johnson's celebration by its correct moniker osteoporosis bus driver. It is osteoporosis bus driver. After watching Denver lose to the Bears, Jags, and Colts, after taking the lead with less than a minute in the game only to see the other team emerge victorious after a miraculous play and a questionable call by the officials, the Chargers, with that sudden pass interference penalty, embodied every heartbreaking Broncos loss this season. And for the record, I don't think that's the worst pass interference call I've seen, but I stand by the notion that plays like that should not determine the game, except for when the Broncos win, and except for when there should have been a flag when Denver didn't get one against the Vikings. The Raiders fall to the Chiefs 9-40. Andy Reid is not a stubborn man. He learns from his mistakes. And that is why he sent Matt Moore onto the field for victory formation. No way in hell Reed would risk Mahomes dislocating his knee on the kneel down. Plus, it's always safest to have a white QB take a knee, so nobody can construe it for something that it is not. The Chiefs' shortest player, Darwin Thompson, naturally selected the perfect time to hurdle a diving Raider defender. The Raiders' defense officially stopped evolving the moment they got hurdled by a 5'7 running back and gave up four rushing touchdowns to one of the least effective rushing teams in the league. John Gruden said the Wizard of Oz overturned the Raiders' interception upon a defensive pass interference review. Uh, probably true, and the AFC West feels like the Wizard of Oz. The Chiefs, of course, are Dorothy because of the cross-dressing. The Chargers are the Tin Man because they play without any heart. The Raiders are the Scarecrow because they lack the brains. And the Broncos, I hate to say this, are the Lion. Sure, a bit cowardly right now, but soon, soon... They will maul that squeaky tin man. Use the scarecrow as a straw toilet and eat Dorothy's flesh once our primal instincts kick back in. Now, I can't figure out if Patrick Mahomes is 100% yet. He had a terrible interception dropped by the Raiders, but then he raced into the end zone like this for a touchdown and also completed this crazy pass to Travis Kelsey as he backpedaled away from a Raiders pass rush. The good news for the Chiefs is that with a 5-1 record on the road, maybe they can go into Foxborough Sunday and hand New England their second straight lost. Oh yeah, and Tom Brady, he's the witch. But at the end... When that witch starts to melt, you're melting, Tom. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. recap a Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to this YouTube channel. You have to do those things or I cease to exist. My value is assigned to me based on how many people I convince to follow me. So... This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.